This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. What a wonderful evening. Welcome to church. Let's read Matthew 24 verse 4. Glory to God. Last Sunday, you were introduced to Satan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's start from verse 3. Or maybe we should, yeah. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Now, some things you only hear from Jesus when you come to Jesus privately. There is gathering together like we are in church now and there is also a time to be private with Jesus so they came privately saying tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world or some translations they put the end of the age and Jesus answered and said unto them take in that no man deceive you. What would have expected Jesus to start by saying that? Look at the question. When shall be the end of the age? What will be the sign of your coming? He should have said, well, number one sign. But Jesus said that the first thing you should know when it comes to the matters of the end time is that deception will be rampant. Hmm. Are you following me? One of the names of Satan is the deceiver. I want to look at an aspect of it tonight. When Satan attacks, he has, and we one day we look at all these uh, ways, or all these, uh, how do I put them? The, the program that he has against the church and against Christians. There is the sin of Absalom, rebellion. There is Korah, rebellion. There is Delilah, seduction. There is Jezebel, against the prophetic. All these things are also happening in the last day, but there is also what is called deception. Another name, Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. In other words, he enjoys deception. Deceiving people. Again, after he's been captured by Angel Michael in the book of Revelation, the Bible says it will be released again for a while to deceive the nation again. And many will fall even in a perfect state again. But we are not going that far tonight. But just to check some very important things in the word of God. So Jesus said that anytime you think about the last days, the first thing that should come to your mind is deception. God bless you. Can I just say it? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to show you something. I think it's in 2 Chronicles 34. Let's start from around verse 14. 2 Chronicles 34. Thank you. When they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Ilkia the priest found a book of the law, of the Lord given by Moses. Next verse. Anikian son said to Shaphan, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Ikiah delivered the book to Shaphan. Next verse. And Shaphan carried the book to the king and brought the king word back again, saying, all that was committed to thy servant, they do it. Next verse. And they gather together the money. Next verse. Now the Bible says, Then Shaphat the scribe told the king, saying, Ilkia the priest had given me a book, and Shaphat read it before the king. Pay attention. Next verse. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he rent his clothes. Next verse. And the king commanded Ikea 
and Ahikam, the son of Saphan, and Abdon, the son of Micah, and Saphan described, and Asia, a servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for them that are left in Israel and in Judah, concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured upon us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. Next verse. And Ikea and they that the king appointed went to Ulda, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of whatever, Tigvat, <laughs> the son of Asra, keeper of wardrobe. Now she dwell in Jerusalem in the college, and they spake to her to that effect. It's a Bible study. Uh, sometimes I like to take you away. Is they deliberate to places where you don't read on your own in the Bible? Because once it's not bless me, I bless you. The word of God is so rich. Which book? So if you check the beginning of that Second Chronicles 34, a particular king became the king and he sat on the throne. Was it Josiah? Then he said to them, I want, he was eight years old when he began to reign. Just eight. A small boy. Now the temple was broken down. They had abandoned the temple. And he said, I want the temple repaired. When you begin to repair the house of God, discoveries will be made. So he said, let's repair the temple. As they began to repair, to construct wood, to do this, to sweep, to move chairs, then Ikea found a book. Obviously, this book had been abandoned for years and for centuries. And he said, hey, who was this? So he brought it out. And then he beckoned to the rest. Hey, I found a book. And they took it long and short. They had to summon a prophet by the name Udada. Please, can you interpret this book? That means they were not familiar with the book. But when Ikea read the book to the king, the king tore his clothes and said, Child, we are in trouble. Meaning that the words inside that book was strange to everybody. Which book? Deuteronomy 17. Are you following me? Can you recognize original Christianity when you see it? We are coming somewhere. Deuteronomy 17. Let's start from around that verse 13, 14. Again, let's read. <laughs> and all the people shall hear and fear, and they will do more, more presumptuously. Next verse. When thou art come to the land with the Lord thy God giveth thee, now, this is Moses talking to us. We're about to enter the promised land. And then he said, Thou shalt possess it, it shall, and dwell therein. And you say to yourself, when you have come, say, when you get to the promised land and you have possessed it, when you now begin to say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Next verse. Thou shalt in any wise set a king over thee. Whom the Lord shall choose. Let me start from the fact that, uh, let me say something a bit about the misconception of many people when they ask for king uh, in the time of Samuel, which happened to be hundreds of years after this. God got angry. And then Samuel prayed and God said, Samuel, Don't worry, they are rebels. They want a king, give them a king. So people have said that. God, they were not supposed to ask for king. But before they asked for king, years before they asked, God already gave them the opportunity to. Are you following me? So the problem was not them asking for king. It must, do, it must have to do with timing and how they requested for it. Listen to me. You can ask God for something at the wrong time. Or you can ask God for something right at the wrong time, something right in the wrong way. Are you with me? You can ask God for a man because your friends are getting married. In the kingdom, the reason for doing something is more important than what you are doing. Can I hear me? Amen. This is why many will say to him that, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Have you read that in your Bible? And we say, I don't know you. God is not only interested in what you do. He's interested in how you do what you do. 
When we were growing up, there was a boy that used to like drive. He just started learning how to drive and used to shack him. So we're having a program and then we'll send him out and and he will go there. Everybody thought he was really doing well. But he was doing that because we're giving him the key to a car to drive. So then we need to pick something in a few houses from the event, just like two, three houses. But we had to pass through a street and we told him to go and he said, ah, where is the car to drive? And he said, no car, just walk now, just not far now. And it, it just turned. So if you saw him yesterday, driving in and out, carrying things, you would think he was serving. No, he was enjoying driving. That's why the word of God is the sound of thoughts and intents of hearts. So you can sing because you made a beautiful ear that they must see. When God x-ray people for you, it will shock you. Why people do what they do? Some come to church because you just bought a new clothes. Now you are anxious and your worship is loud that they may see. A godly response. So you lift up only hand. Lift up your hand. Hey, lift up your hand. So they can see. <laughs> see, I've been a Christian for many years. I know what I'm talking about. I got one again in Genesis 3. So God gave me opportunity of serving very early. Scripture, you know, secondary, so I was the president of the fellowship. I were about 200. So I'm, I'm saying things. This is why this is off the message. We will never in this church tell anybody otherwise. Once we tell her that God said we keep quiet. I have seen people in my years of being a great, they walk up to their pastor, say, God said, I should do this. God said, I should leave this apartment for it. God said, I should do that, I should do that. I'm just looking at you, no problem. Does God really operate like that? And watch what they are saying at the end of the day. I don't want to, God forbid that we mock anybody or anything. When we started pastoring, I can tell you of 10 other people that I know that God told that, go and start again. They, they, one of, it's a God said, I should go and start in uh, Ibadan. Year one, he didn't go to Ibadan. Then he started in Lagos. And then after a while, then the church disappeared. And everything. People, Pentecostal people use God's said. As to abuse prophets who say nonsense all over social media, many Christians are guilty of the same thing. God said. God has able to break up with this one and start with this one tomorrow. Haven't you seen that before? God has told the pastor to leave a church there and move to the other side and start a one and put the banner up posting the church. That who told him God said. So when you use God said, number one, maybe you should learn this from me. When you are before people you learn from, don't say God said. Even if God has spoken to you, pray that they confirm what you are hearing. A man by the name Dere Priest. One of the saints that you call people of impeccable character. He was a professor of philosophy and atheist that God, God converted. The most popular preacher maybe in the recent time in UK. He died some years back. Then a priest wrote many books and he laid the foundation for some of the messages many of us are pray, preaching today. I think he died at 92. Full good old age. An authority in spiritual warfare. And then a priest, after touching the old world, Preaching in America, preaching everywhere around the world. I was watching him one day and he stood before the old church and he said, you know, I have preached everywhere in the world. My books, just Google and see all sermons that come out, books and tapes and the rest. In disciple, most of the men of God in Nigeria that are fathers today. And the priest said, I have a pastor. He said, if God tells me, he said, if I think God is saying, I should go to so-so place. He said, if I sit down with these pastors, they are not as popular as myself. They don't know what I know. People don't know their name. They know me. He said, they tell that Derek, after praying, we don't think we should go. They said, I will sit down and go back to God. That Lord. He said, because to move alone at the voice that only you, you are hearing. Don't come back after 30 years in tears. I you know some believers are very stubborn. All my years, I've passed people like that. Some of them that I know, who did that when we were in secondary school, and under and Torah level are not Christians again today. God told me, no, no, that's what God has said. God, God said, I should. Oh, should. <laughs> no problem. Nobody's fighting you. Go. There is a way that cement rights onto a man. That's what the Bible says. It looks right. It looks like you are hearing something correctly. But can you also accept the fact that some can hear better than yourself? 
It's not that a pastor is seeking to control you. But check with other people. Don't run on what you have heard alone. That's what we are saying. You are the only one. You just, you just said, and then you just don't. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Anyway, what led to that? <laughs> Where we're reading. Let's go back to that. So God told them that Deuteronomy uh, 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 17. Let's just read on. So he said, You will set a king as other nations. So you already told them, next verse. But this is where I'm going. Oh, Jesus, help me. Next verse. It shall be from among your brethren and so forth. The Bible says, He shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to go back to Egypt. Don't go there again. Next verse, verse 7. Neither shall he multiply wives. See, anyone familiar with this would have seen that even though God appeared to Solomon two times, when he started marrying those women, God was still with him, but he was already in error. God does not change his mind. They warned years before Solomon was born. This is why all these new messages of God is not found our sin and everything, discard it and run away. They will wreck your soul. God does not come back to say no where you say yes and he does not say yes where you say no. God's no is final because God is an eternal being. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. Yes, so all this adjusting, oh, we don't do tightening. People are just looking for ways to adjust. Brethren, save your soul. I listened to a preacher saying that even if rapture meets a person on top of another woman, he will go by his own transportation system. You know, you, you begin to hear things. But again, they are not my target tonight. It's last days. I just know what Jesus said. The first sign, deception. Now, <laughs> he said, it shall not multiply. See, Solomon thought, because God loved him so much, he could get away with a divine injunction. No. See, God cannot love enough for you to be breaking his rules and get away with it. He has demonstrated the greatest love in Christ. We receive that love. We share that brought now by the Holy Ghost. We walk in it. Not that we abandon it. We don't frustrate the grace of God or set it aside. I get what I'm saying. Yes, Praise the Lord. So Solomon was a man. He was so wealthy. Then God gave him wisdom. And he thought because of the supernatural endowment of the spirit of wisdom, his actions, they don't matter. No. See, it is the first thing that causes very anointed people to fall. This is why many have cried for them to see Jesus, to see an angel. God doesn't give many people. See, those things, if care is not taken, they come with pride. When an anointing is given to you, and you know, you know, you have touched a realm that is not common to men, the next thing you should work very hard on is pride. Yes, it is true. And of course, Delilah and Jezebel will come for you. There is a kind of anointing that when it's operating in your life, Jezebel will look for you. She must. And there's a kind of strength that you possess. Delilah must look for you. We'll talk about these two wonderful women one day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many who could have been mighty in God are falling. You can't sleep on Delilah's lap and wake up with your heavenly calling again. As your hair is going, your destiny is going. I know Delilah's of this world, they don't lie. She never hid her intent from Samson. But Samson was very foolish. See, sin, at times, Satan, at times, sin can be very honest. That I'm going for your soul. And you are still. Many times, God gives people an opportunity the first time to escape. Like a guy was with a lady alone, and she squeezed and somebody knocked, he left her. They went back there the following day. Something is wrong with you. Some people before they were raped, there were signs and they ignored the signs. What can I mean? This is your life. Anyway. <laughs> is somebody hearing me? <laughs> Why should you tolerate somebody who almost got you to sin one time? Why should you tolerate the person again? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Where are we? Are, are you following me? Yes, sir. Let's go on. Solomon just thought he could get away. So, the Bible said God appeared to him two times. So, he felt that I must be special. This law does not count. Too. By the time you begin to think that certain laws do apply, the Bible says, he that thinketh is standing. In other words, the moment you begin to think you are standing, you are already falling. Because others are standing on mercy. Lord, unto him, hold me. Every day they carry their cross. But you think that you've attained to a level where you cannot fall. Now, the Bible says, this is where I'm really going. When the king sits on his throne of his kingdom, they shall write him a copy of the law in a book. Are you seeing the origin of the book now? In a book, out of which is before the priests and the Levites. Next verse. It shall be with him. He shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear God. Can I have a book? Let me, let me, my dear friend. How are you? Thank you. Hallelujah. God told them that when you finally, when you say you want a king, I don't have a problem with it. Appoint a king. But the priest must write the law in a book. And they must give the book to the king. Every day, he must read it. Now, that was before the first king. Men and brethren, what happened? By the time it was getting to Josiah, the book had been lost. By the time they read to the king what was inside the book, what he was supposed to know every day, he tore his clothes, he had never heard that before. For those who are watching and everybody, do you think the Christianity we are practicing now is authentic one? You are in church now. You know, one day I shocked the women. I told them, all of you whose ear is whose head is open, and everybody that is wearing trousers now, how do you know you are right? Many of you don't know. Your point is that you are in a church where it is allowed. That's why you are there. Supposing I'm deceiving you. I'm just asking. Because what is your defense? HOD, they wear trousers. That's your defense. But there's no HOD in heaven. <laughs> light of the world you step down into darkness I said that but I can prove it to you why it's not wrong what I'm not I'm just saying that many times we just happen where things are happening and we just join if today it is prayers online we join if it's tomorrow it is concert online we join One or two things happen. Oh, sorry, one or two things. Most likely, another book replaced that book. They remove some deep truth from it. So, so that, that was why. So, because if you read further, it was part of the stuff to be used on the day of your coronation. They will give you that book. So, what have they been giving all the kings? Between this time in Deuteronomy. And the time of when the book was found, there must have been over 50 kings in Israel, spanning over 5,000 years. First king, Saul, second king, David, third king, Jeroboam, Orobam and Jeroboam together. And then the list went on like that from Israel to Asher to this one to this one. Jehoshaphat, all kinds of kings. Then he got to eight-year-old boy. And it was in his time that he saw the original book. And he saw that what was in the original book, as opposed to the book, the, the supposed book in the palace, they were two different things. Is this real? Jude 1. I want to show you, I want to show you something. Jude 1. There's only one chapter. For you are glorious. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, brother of James. So them that are sanctified by God the Father, preserving Jesus Christ and called. Does that fit? Do you feel with that? Mercy unto you, peace, love, be multiplied. Next verse. Beloved. Ah, I think I was in uh, 200 when I first read this and I trembled. I trembled. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write to you of common salvation, 
Number one is a common salvation, no new salvation. This is why I have long time left the scenario, the, the set of, uh, everybody stand up, close your eyes. If you want to give life to Christ, everybody, if you know you're a sinner, stand up, sit down. If you want to give life to Christ, come out. Or at least raise your hand. If you are ashamed of him, by the time we ask people to close their eyes because you want to give life to Christ, you will not be bored of Jesus. It is because the message has not hit you proper that you are looking at people around. In the days of the apostles, they were the ones crying, men and brethren, what do we do? Are you following me? Yes. By the time Philip finished with Utopia Enoch, it was what I said, oh God, Philip, this is water, can I be baptized? When I did it, he said, of common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you. He said, this is necessary. What is necessary? And exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Why? Next verse. For certain men crept in. Ah. Are you seeing the similar between what happened with that book? So Jude is saying that at one time, God delivered the authentic faith to the saint of old. He says, in between the time God delivered that faith, and now that I'm writing unto some men came in in between and brought a subsyllabus. He says, so don't look at, guys, as I'm writing to you, don't look at the kind of preaching they gave you as your authentic Christianity. He said the authentic was delivered, but some men have adjusted it. They have adulterated it. He says, so what you have right now is an adulterated version of the original. And he began to raise costs for those certain men that came in. There are certain men in every generation. Certain men. Certain men. Let me say this to everybody under the sound of my voice. That this is the truth. Anybody who is a prophet, anybody who is an apostle, anybody who is a pastor with a questionable lifestyle, no matter the amount of power they say is coming from that person, please run away. Period. There's no other way. Shut yourself from listening to that message. I will not repeat that two times. Are you following me? Yes, sir. So somebody says, I'm, an, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, and he's flashing wristwatch on the internet, flashing, show, showing how many authentic cars and everything. What does that have to do with the gospel? And this is the reason why many young people want to be pastors. Because they think that there is money. Because certain men have told them that and they've mirrored that. When you, are, when you labor with God, He will bless you. Pastor Kumu is big, but God will bless you. But see, those that God has dealt with, your heart will be there. So to line up, a man is going to preach, uh, 1,000 people are following him, and then you line up chains of cars, and then, I mean, you, and then you blow the neck, golden chair, and then that's all you display on Facebook, and you, and then today they say you slept with this one, you say it's not true, they do deny this one, every day it's always this one, that one, every time, every time, every now and then. That is not the gospel that was given to us. You know this scripture, and I was actually watching somebody when somebody quoted that. The Bible says, prophecy did not come in Old Testament by the will of man. He said, only men, only men, only men, they spoke as they were moved by the spirits. Genuine prophets are holy people, holy men, holy men. Not anyhow men, holy men. You know, I've told you before, as Satan become more powerful than before, he cannot have more power. So what is wrong with us? When there was, there was a time, when I go beyond that scripture, you know, there was no internet, there were no prayer platform, this one, that one, that one, and Christians were living their life, having victory, walking in victory. What is wrong with people now that they must be part of 10, 11 kinds of prayer and give offering everywhere and then they think, and even on that, they are still breaking down all kinds of issues. Because that is not the will of the Lord. Jesus called this generation an adulterous generation. It is the reason why an average Pentecostal guy has been to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven churches. Isn't that what, what is adultery? You have one wife at home and then so many other concubines. That'll be with my nothing. Thank you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Jesus defined that because you don't understand. God cannot really use those who are not stable. Yes. Thank you. Are you with me? 
Is somebody hearing me tonight? Yes, sir. Certain men came in. And Jews said that, hey, because of what it is, and I said, you have to now contend. You have to fight for the original blueprints. He said, because there are too many blueprints, around, there are too many other documents, but they are not the original stuff. That's why I said that if you see the original Christianity, do you recognize it? Just about the time, just why I got born again, like I said, before I got born again, first square used to come and do around our house Bible study for people. You know, nobody, not instrument, no nothing. Songs like, Do you love him? Yes, I love my Lord. Do you love him? Yeah, I love my love. Songs, you will leave the meeting, you will think of the second coming. You see, God brought the message of blessing. God brought the message of healing to help. But God did not think that people will leave all other things, their foundation, and cling to this one only. You know, one of the reasons why we don't have much revival, and sincerely, many of you now have one or two friends who run prayer. I'm not picking on anybody. I don't do that. But sincerely, sincerely speaking, when we say Christians are praying, praying about what? In those days, intercessors were common. There are no intercessors again. Many times, out of ten times in those days, they will pray eight times. Pray for the nation, pray for souls, pray for souls to be saved. Now, ten out of ten, it's about I want husband, I want wife, I want baby, I want this one. And you know what I have found? The more we pray on this prayer, the more we don't get it. I asked a question before. Well, do you know demons in the days of Esu revival? There were no prayer like for that. Now those all the ancestral spirit. I remember very well when that message came to the body of Christ. I was already spirit filled preacher in secondary school, going to university. When the message of uh, this spirit and that spirit came, I know when it came, and people began to flood that place, say that there's a spirit. Now, please, I'm not picking on nature or saying this, but I know. But the question is that when there were no such messages. Where people not living then their Christian life. So at times, Satan's power is magnified as we give more and more, and more attention and fabricate more ways of giving attention. Yes. The common stories in those days were a little girl who got born again that all the witches could not even kill. She was not even aware they wanted to kill her. She would greet grandma in the morning. I remember one story grandma poisoned her three times. She had the food, but nothing happened to her. Ah, holy Jesus can say, those days, because men's hearts were for Jesus. <laughs> when they were building, I think the first building they redeemed, they found that parking that I mean, was around that time. A man committed the sin, and parking that I mean, told the man that the punishment for what you have done, you are not going to build with us. You are not building. The man was coming to site every day to sit down and cry from morning till night. Bye-bye, Joe. Ah, they are building the house of God. My labor is not there. He will cry. So he said the last week to the build, last week to the end of the building, Baba pardoned him and thought about that. Let him, let him not be that. This guy, he worked more than everybody in one week. In assemblies of God, a pastor mentioned this in Edo State, Assemblies of God. The old saint, the Geo, traveled. And he said somebody committed a sin, and the elders met and punished the person that the punishment would be that he will sweep the church. And they were happy with the punishment. So the man started coming to sweep the church. So when the Geo came, he sat down and they presented to him that so somebody did this punishment we have given him. And they thought to impress the Geo. He put his head on the table and he started crying. And he asked the elders, when he asked the elders, the elders too started crying. He said, when has cleaning my father's house become a punishment? He said, so the way to punish a person is to sweep the church. He was telling us, you are beginning to deviate. We, we were fighting to come and sweep church. 
So nobody is sweeping again now. It's only the people you want to punish that are now cleaning their father's house. And they saw the foolishness in their decision. That this is our father's house. We are not cleaning it. We are transferring it to people we want to punish. It should be people that we love that should be allowed to clean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you following me? Yes, sir. You see, that man that was crying every day for not being allowed to build, if you were to be today's church, he would say, who says I want to build, sir? Say, <laughs> so if I was even looking for a way out. Say, don't cry, you just go. But see, something happened to men's hearts in those days. That must happen to us, our hearts. That must happen to us. Hallelujah. There were many men then whose job, they would just be like, God has asked me to be an intercessor. That in this church, I fast three times a day, a week, praying for this church. When I got born again, that one time, so they were very common. Now we do have intercessors again. All intercessors have become pastors. <laughs> With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. With thanksgiving, I'll be a No, God knows your hearts. I was 100% contented to be following my friends to go and preach. He will preach, I will only escort him and I will hold tracks for him. And I've said the story for until a girl challenged him in a class and he didn't know what to say again. I just felt like anointing on my head. That was the first time I feel and I got up and I preached and the girl was the first to be born again. And the preaching grade just stayed on me that I didn't even know from nobody in the fellowship straight to the president of the fellowship. God knows I will serve joyfully if I were not pastoring. I told her, I said, Copper, I didn't know that my pastor had looked at all the forms. I said, I do not know NPC. He didn't know. I didn't know. Every first time I come to church, I think I took over 14 coppers to the church. All the coppers living in my area. So the pastor will see names of first timers. Who invited you? They will show that day. Every now and then. So it was in the bed of a member. Someday, one day I was there. I didn't even know he knew me. He just called me by the name. I was shocked. And he told me that they said, he said, our follow up device said that all the first timers are coming through you. Now, thank you for what you are doing. I was shocked. I wouldn't just keep quiet. All coppers, I kept telling them, you must go. I made the rule. All the pastors here, they know I'm prepared. If I, any book that blesses me or message, I share it. The kingdom forbids hoarding. Yes. There was a prophecy I told you that sounded different from all the people before election, right? I sent it to you. I sent it to you. I sent it to you. At least 18 people. Yes. I sent it to Pastor Yemi. They said, everybody. Once something blesses me, I share. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the ministers that comes said that you know that everybody wants him to speak in their meeting right now. I remember that time when I met him. It wasn't this much known that time. I told all the friends, some just blow. Now they are looking for me to help them contact the person. After this person came to our church, I was such a mighty blessing. I don't hold things. Are you hearing me tonight? This is why, see, you begin to know where some of us are coming from. I don't know can offend me that will make me walk away from church. I've been offended too many times when I was not a pastor. I am not in church because of the pastor. I'm in church because of Jesus Christ. So nobody can kick me out. When I got born again, first was a lady who was the first born again that I said. Maybe she thought I liked her. Genesis 3. I don't know what came up. I was just asking a question and she was so rude and round. She said some things. Satan told me, is that the fellowship you want to join? But I told her I'm not going to fellowship because of her. 
Later, I became the president and she was my one of my escorts. And we became close again. I just realized I said that with nobody. But you see, when you are very shallow, anything will move you. You are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Toss. Why is she angry in the choir? They said she will live solo and now they change their mind. Is there solo in heaven? <laughs> I don't know what to know. Why? Because when they told you to take that solo, you bought a new clothes. And you plan how you will shine. The Lord told us that we are the light of the world, not the light of the church. Don't blind someone else. Hallelujah. You know, people shine before that Christian. No, go and shine. <laughs> are you with me? Is someone blessed tonight? Let's rise. Contend for the faith that was once delivered. I am not saying people are praying online, so I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if you find yourself, you join this, you join this, you join this, something is wrong with you. Ideally, what you should do is to join the prayer department, pray in your church. Form a group and pray. It's stronger. You are friends. Organize yourself and begin to pray together. Again, I like being plain. I'm not saying anybody listening to join prayer online, so I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you join this one, join this one, join this one, join this one, something is wrong. That's what I'm saying. Did you hear what I, what I just said now? That's very important. If there is a channel which helps to build a better prayer life, I don't have a problem with that at all. Whether it's abroad or at home or anywhere, no. If it helps you, you see that you are developing spiritually, no problem. But if it is helplessness that is bringing to you, you are getting weaker, transferring prayer to prayer contractor, that's wrong. But if it is helping you to develop a good prayer life, I am for that. I have no problem with that. That's very wonderful. Do you get what I've just said now? That's very important. Saturday book can be given an assignment to help people. But once you go with them, you will decide that your prayer life personally will be better. Not that you depend and be weak without this. Did you get what I've just said? That's the difference. One trains you, one weakens you. Which one? I don't know. You have to find to figure out that one yourself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed tonight? Are you one of the entire saints? Can I ask you this question? God forbid, and I'm not saying to happen, but if persecution comes to Nigeria against Christians, will you stand? There are brethren who are facing this in other nations of that. I hope you know. And then brethren in the particular part of this country have been going through this way. Wow. Yes. There are places in the world, people go to church, they don't know whether they will make it back or not, and they are still going to church. I saw a picture that almost brought tears out of my face. People were worshipping in the morning. I think you showed me. Children and adults alike, the water reached the ankle. And they were lost in worship. Water flooded the church. It was in a remote area. They didn't look at water. They all came in service and sat down. And they were worshipping. One day I sat down with a pastor. And he said, ah, we know we have to, you know, he said, it was, it was mentioned that in his church that they had to raise a lot of money for interlocking. There's not only, but the reason he gave, said, you know, some rich men, when they come and their tire is staying, they might not come back to church again. I just said, child. I said, we have a problem. But the same rich man will go through, he go to his work every day. After rain, and the tire will be staying, and he won't turn back on his way and say, I'm not going to work again. You that you listen to me, slight headache, you go to an office, you manage in office. Slight headache on Sunday, you take a nap. And Jesus is your healer. You tell him on the bed, you know you are my healer. Sometimes people think that God is a thing who does not have intelligence. You woke up 5 a.m. on Monday in spite of the headache, went to office, came back 10 p.m. 
church is just 9 to 11. Now you are sleeping at home. What happened to you? Hey, there is this headache. There are some headaches. They don't go as to pray. They go as to go to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, this is how people treat God left, right, and center. Once it's God. Again, I'm saying that if persecution comes and they begin to persecute Christians, we don't know whether tribulation, are we going to witness a part of it? There is a seven-year period. Some, we have three schools of thoughts among theologians about tribulation. There is post-tribulation. There is pre-tribulation. There is mid-tribulation. Pre-tribulation, they believe that we are going to be here. <laughs> no, we'll be raptured before tribulation. Meet the believer will be here for the first three and a half year where the Antichrist will be so nice. We give gifts, solve the world economy, everything is boom. Then the last three and a half, it picks on everybody who does not worship him and it begins to terminate them. So, me, they believe that we'll be here the first three and a half years. Just before it starts, it's a escaping. We are taking off. Why post tribulation believe that we'll be here live and direct? Somebody asked me that which one. I said, I am ready for anyone. Pre, mid, post, Jesus is Lord. After all, already people are being killed for their faith. And they're human beings like us. Yes. And they took a missionary, tied the whole family down, and told the father and the mother that say, renounce Jesus, said no. And they took their five kids and burnt them before them. And as they were doing, the father and the mother were singing. They told the soldier, we cannot deny, you, you understand that it, we can't, it can't be done. We can't deny Jesus. Now, what shot the soldier with that? They were killing those in border. The kids who started singing. Say, mommy and daddy, we shall meet again. It's just a matter of time. I was like, one of the soldiers that burned them gave his life to God right there. And he has the rest to kill him also. And he joined them. He saw the joy on their faces. That mom, we shall see again. Where time does not count. Zuzabara <laughs> Can somebody listening to me tonight say no to sin? You know, follow you till the end of time. Tonight, I'm not only asking those who want to give your life to Christ to come. Those who want to say no to any form of sin, come to the front right now. That's tonight's altar call. Through the end of time, don't wait for anybody. It's not about I want to accept Jesus. I have habit of things in my life. Nobody will ask you what those things are, but I just want to to my seat a new life. Not patching Christian life anymore. I want to live for Jesus. Let's sing it again. and my sister that I have here. This is the word in my spirit for somebody. 
at times we say no with severe relationships. There are some of you here, immediately after this meeting, you need to cut out some relationships. Call the person and say it's over. That's the only way to preserve your soul. The Lord is showing me, the people I'm talking to, you, you love God, he loves you, but you just have an aspect of your life where somebody is occupying all trips you repeatedly. And the Lord says, he has brought you here tonight to help you to get to the point where you can make that decision. Can you please leave my mic alone? Give me volume, please. Get to a point where you make a decision to say enough. So, the grace is resting on you right now to be able Use it immediately after service. Send a message and tell the person that, look, it's over. If it's a relationship with a person that is causing you to stumble, end it. For the rest, whatsoever it is, I pray for strength. In the name of Jesus, lift up your two hands. The weight that is in your heart rose up right now. Jesus strengthens you and he helps you never to go back again. You will never go back again. You are strengthened by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, God's purpose in your life will be firmly established and you live for him all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Can hold your seat. Continue praying on your seat. Thank you, Jesus. Just sing it one more time. Everybody sing it. Make it your declaration. No matter what. For the rest of my life. Father, we thank you for your word. We receive that which you brought to us. We ask for grace to walk in, the tr in this truth, to be established in this truth and never stumble again. Jesus, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.